now, you would hear music like this on the film. It just would have interstitials, right? And oh, like, yeah, go get a uh, clam chowder at Tony's type of thing. <laughs> right, but the thing is, it wouldn't be synchronized. They just start playing this phonograph, essentially, that was part of the distribution. See, it was called, um, let's see here. It is a vit Vitaphone, Vitaphone, disc on a sound on disc system. It's a class of sound film processes using a phonograph or another disc to record or play back in sync with the motion pictures. There's a mechanical interlock with the movie projector itself. So you start them both at the absolute beginning. <clears throat> the record would turn as the film went. It was interlocked. Cool. Cool beans. This is why I felt Tech AV Club. I didn't realize there was a grade. Okay, here okay. we go. Now our movie's starting. But since it's 1927, we're going to see a bunch of credits. Right. This, I hate the opening credits. No, I'm kidding. Warner Brothers, right? That lot looks depressing. It was probably just Jack Warner's house at the time. <laughs> Back then, these guys were like that. Just It was Sam Warner and his brother. And they were like that. As a matter of fact, when this thing came out, Sam stopped taking a pay cut while it was being made because it was so goddamn expensive. And he moved his family to a like cheaper apartment. Now, once wow. again, not a cheaper mansion. This guy was in an apartment. They were, yeah, it was Warner Brothers, but it's not like today. These were like a couple dudes on a lot. Roll them. Now, who's is the cancer? Where's his dad? No, I know this story also could because of The Simpsons. The Simpsons uh -huh. did a... Uh, Cressy's dad is a rabbi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rabbi Krasowski. <laughs> In every living soul, a spirit cries for expression. Perhaps this planted, plant, plaintive, plaintive... Shut up! Great-great-grandfather! Is the misunderstood <laughs> utterance of a prayer. So it's saying, okay... Jazz isn't religious music, but God is music. And, you know, maybe, you know, there's God in this contemporary music. Yeah, way like, to relate to the young pussy. people. <laughs> like, what else? Okay, you roll up with a skateboard. Footage of the street. I'm sorry, go ahead, my guy. My oh, friend. no, I was just saying, you sound like one of those young preachers with a skateboard. <laughs> Look at these dangerous rides. How many people are here? Like, six million. 17,000. Tons I of people. No idea. Yeah, tons. Now, here is our cantor from Temple Beth. And he's. You know, we're waiting for his son. Where's his son? He isn't home. It's, he's going to sing like, tonight. It's a silent movie. He's not talking. There's mm -hmm. title cards. Yeah, that's right. You could sing Cole Nidre. There will only be, yeah, that's right, Mike, that's right. There will only be a very little, there'll be certain scenes with sound, okay? And when it comes to talking, there's only going to be two minutes in total of the full film talking, not sound, but talking. <clears throat> Carl, I'm going to have to get this out of the way because I know you and our listeners are tired of this story that we talk on and on. But back in the 20s, Carl and I worked in silent movies, yes. and one day... We heard about this talkie film. We said, whatever. So we yeah, were driving our, our jalopy. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we had like 
we had fuck you money back then, so we would buy these jalopies. Oh, I had we were, hundreds, hundreds of dollars. Hundreds, yeah, like literally tens of dollar bills coming out of my pockets back then. Wait, and Mike, I, I was, you. This this piano player is like the weirdest looking motherfucker ever. Who he's singing? When you see him, who's singing is Jackie, the son. Now this is a common commoner song. This is a Goyish song, right? This is not yes, like a Jewish. Is, yeah. Of course. What do you mean? He's okay. in a Oh, so listen, I know you're tired of this story, but we were driving our car and we go by the uh, Warner Brother Theater and it said the jazz singer. And we said, All right, for a lark, let's walk inside this thing. This will right. never work, we said. We, we went inside. Yeah. And we went inside and people were uproariously yelling at the screen. It was incredible. Then we knew our role Talkie. in silent films was over. That's when Fish Burgers was born, and we were doing talkies from then on. That's right. We went to the community public access channel. He's eating a chicken bone. He's so impressed. This is Moisha, and he has seen that the rabbi's son is singing with some goys. So oh, my God. I got to tell the rabbi. He's running. Yeah, he's not a I got to run to the rabbi. He's called a kibitzer. kibitzer. He's just oh, it's a kibitzer. Like... Kibitz. Kibitzer. Yeah. The mm -hmm. gossiper. Right. The enter. Right. So he's like, do you know what your son is doing? He's, what, eight years old singing in the... God, keep running. This is pretty cool, the street. So this is not, like, we watched oh, the... It's, real. it's not a set. Yeah, because we watched Dead End, and that was a set. Oh, yeah. The Bowery Street Boys. So basically what's going on is he's like, where is this kid? He's supposed to be singing. And the mom's like, maybe he doesn't want to be a cantor. And he's like, shut up, woman. Are you crazy? Five generations of cantors. He'll start the fasting young kid for without supper. Yeah, you got to get a little bass in your stomach before you start fasting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you skip a meal before fasting young kid you're screwed. You see, he gotta... kissed the, um, yeah. what do you call it? It's apparently I, on the wrong I, side of the door. It's supposed to be on the right side, and it was on the left. Whatever. It's 1927. I don't know how they did it back then. Yeah. I have mine on the left side. I have one. Wait, you have yours on the left side? The yeah. internet complains wait, about... Wait, 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 wait. Well, no, when you approach the house... Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's on the right side door. Oh, as you... Right. Not as you exit, right. but as you enter. Yeah, mm-hmm. But when so, I exit, it's on the left side. Because <laughs> you're lefting right? it behind. Not right, left. It's very important. You don't want the angel of death <laughs> to kill you. You want the angel of death to see it and pass over your house. Right. Yeah. Look how ugly this guy is or how weird looking he is. <laughs> He's like a demon. <laughs> but Jackie's no better. Family entrance. Do you yeah, have a rabbinical entrance? <laughs> That's literally this his family kid, walking in. This kid would go on to become a director, and he would do well. And his he died in like 1950. Wow. Now so he was pretty young then. <clears throat> this is the late 20s. Yeah, let me look. Ah, uh, you got the celery. What are you gonna make? Now all the gotta... way home, he like the reverse of drags him. He pushes his ass. How embarrassing the whole neighborhood sees your oh, dad dragging you home. Yeah, I know. You just you hang your head in shame. Now, it was 
it was i'm sorry not 1950 1990 he died that's pretty contemporary um his name was bobby gordon he was age 13 right now we're seeing him now what is it with the buttons you know the internet says his buttons are wrong he's going to go in he's going to get him he's going to get a whooping and when he comes out his buttons are wrong i didn't notice it but kind of because it doesn't matter that's some whooping there's some interesting oh what's it say though yeah go very back what the fuck does it say why would you is he punk rocker in the 1920s like why does he got buttons the clash the jam what the fuck's going on yeah the jam right that's perfect the jam what does that say think but you misspelled think it says them what kind of crazy button is this he says if you whip me i'm running away and he was he's not kidding he's not kidding oh no but first the whipping Uh uh-oh carl he's like me got his belt right off (laughs) yeah just like you did for relieved a lot of pressure yeah now she is just like oh 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 princess leia She's I just... know she's got the rock and the Princess Leia, old school original. Okay, so now My he's ass the, is tour. His, his buttons don't look different to me. I'm acting. Come here, I'm acting. Oh, are you acting too? Let me act with you. <laughs> That's impressive, the crying. I'll get out of here. I'll leave for America uh... today. <clears throat> Wait, I'm in America right now. So by 1947, that guy was directing films. Uh, the Joe Lewis story, it came from beneath the sea in 1955. Nice. Black Zoo. He did My Friend Flicka. He did The Texan in Bonanza. And The Many Loves of Gobi Gillis. Who do you think would win a fight? Flicka or Flipper? Well, Flicka's I a think, horse, right? Yeah. Flicker yeah. would win. Well, it depends. Is the is it in the ocean or is it on yes, land? Yes, of course, in the ocean. So the flicker well, would then, not. I, flicker I'm would gaming not the system. Well, I guess you're right. Either way, it's it's lose lose because on land. Well, flicker, flicker just give me go and you just step on him. Shut up, yeah. you. He doesn't even have hands. He doesn't have legs. Flipper would flip out. That's all he could and do is flip. And when he dies, the kids will mourn. They'll go. His name was Flipper. Flipper. <laughs> and they'll say he died on porpoise <laughs> he meant to do it <laughs> yeah it was intentional flicker had nothing to say about the killing that is of course on that day flicker was horse he was horse. okay so now I'll go back to the movie oh synagogue right now, you know you during services you shouldn't be filming services it's you know considered work but i guess this yeah. is a movie <laughs> Torah, nice. Now, see the um, the kibitzer was handed off the. Kibitzer. I mean, he's got a position in the kibitzer. He he does have a position in the in the synagogue. Now, essentially, that's it. I have no son. He's run away, and I'm disowning him at the same time. He's just doing. I don't know. It's all very stupid. And the the end is like it's my fault, right? I nope, should never no, brought no. that up. Oh, you mean the mom? No, the the guy who ran like seven. No, he don't give a fuck. No, no, he'll be back throughout the whole film, man. You'll see. 
He's a friend and a foe at the same time. You see, they love him, but he's like, he can't keep his mouth shut. And he's speaking of his services. Hang on, let's crank this up. Okay. The kids are faking it. <laughs> They're just moving their mouths. It's not insane. <laughs> Now listen, this Don Juan was released in 1926. It was a huge stir in Hollywood. Um, it was it had synchronized sound effects and music. Now not dialogue. They could have done right. dialogue. It just didn't occur to him. So music, sound effects. But but you could see with the music, the mouth was going. You know, it was in sync. This film did dialogue, and that's why it got immortalized. You know, I mean, like. It's cool, all this serious stuff. Yeah. It's a film best known from the main character dressing up in blackface, which is unfortunate. But I do like the, the it two It is unfortunate. Background. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because that was deplorable and despicable. The thing is, it wasn't really despicable of this guy. It was more like despicable of the society. But too bad. Right. You were the poster child. And they're going, mammy. They always make jokes about it. That's another thing. I mean, as a generation that watched Bugs Bunny more than, say, the jazz singer, this movie is like a pop culture reference point, and we know the reference point more than we know the actual movie. Right. That's right. You know, more than we know the actual movie. So we when know started, Mammy, the reference. Yeah. Right. Now, when I started watching this film, he started doing some songs, and I was like, I know that song. Then another song, I know that song. It, like, it turned into, like, just like you said, there's lots of that thing made its way through. Uh, it had legs and got to us, and we were disconnected from the original thing that made it. Right. This is the same conversation I have in synagogue too, Carl. So I feel at home. <laughs> Sh shut up, Mike right. Spiegel on the seventh. Okay, now okay, three thousand miles from home. Up, you you gotta you, okay. Why don't you just turn it on because we're gonna have the talky part now. Is he in Hollywood? No, no, no. no, not at all. He's in San Francisco. Uh, I don't know what town he's in. I'm sorry. I think it, it, the thing said SF on the on the jacket. Okay, now there he is. There's Al Jolson. Now he was kind of Jack Robin. Okay, he was kind of known. <clears throat> But this yeah, from, really made him. Yeah, because he must be like what, like just known from the radio, from records, from other movies. Uh, from other movies and from doing performances. Now, Mike, as you know, we've been watching these 1927 films, and we did this also for 1926. You know, and we did it. Did we do it for 25? I don't remember. Yeah, we did. <laughs> So I'm used to the silent movies. And when I watch them like this right now, it's giving us a silent movie with all the interstitials. So when he starts talking and singing, I'm blown away. Like I, it was like I was a 1927 audience member. I can't believe my eyes, you know? You remember when we pulled our jalopy over from silent money movie and uh, we went inside and we heard him sing and I started to pee my pants? Okay, turn up the you sound and leave it on. Le yes, I remember that. Leave it up now. Quick, quick, quick. Now we're synchronized. 
What about the other folks? Yeah, some folks have two. Is he crooning where you project to your mouth at a certain angle? I don't know about the angle part, but yes, he's crooning. Now, this guy was famous for like, I'm molding and peeing. You know, he's just doing a performance, you know. It really can be quite silly. Do you consider this jazz singing? Well, 1927 did. This is a terrible song. It's about like his kid, you know. Boys get dirty hands, dirty face. Peanut butter jelly smudges. <laughs> Don't shut the fuck up at night. Those kids, they grow up. Look how she's acting like, oh, I'm struck. Who, who is that on stage? He's the greatest man I've ever seen. He's not doing anything so great. Jolson does that thing with his shoulders. <laughs> like, is he a puppet? Like, if he was a puppet, like, I don't know where his spine is. Like, he's, he's so tight, but his shoulders are hunched. Yeah. <laughs> He's exaggerating. He knows he's doing unnatural things. Look how he grabs his breath. I loved him in heart bleeps. <laughs> the Andy oh, Coffin role. He's just the most greatest performer I've ever seen. I ought to offer him a show. Oh, really? Don't take him away. <laughs> Well, this is like some dinky club. <laughs> right. Look how pissed off the saxophone player is. Yeah. Get Fuck you, violins. Give me a part. Now, I don't... I know you, Mike. Don't turn it down now, because he's going to... Is this okay? Because I want to hear you, and I want the audience to hear us, too. Well... All right, okay. I'll it up. Well, I just don't want to miss it. When he talks, we might miss it. And that's the whole fucking point of this movie. I had so... seen Elmo's Fire in 1927 when he started speaking. I started seeing a roll of Boris around me. <laughs> <laughs> Look how he put up his jacket, uh, you know, collar pop. Because yeah, like a human does. People would even... do that in the cold. What is he, Falco? Okay, listen now. Here we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Perfect. So that blew me away. You, you, you ain't heard nothing yet. That became a big thing. You ain't heard nothing yet. I remember I fainted and, and shat blood that night. <laughs> okay, you can turn it down. I can't turn it off. What's a tootsie? It, it's a girl. He's saying tootsie, goodbye, sorry. don't cry, the choo-choo train that takes me away from you. No words can tell how sad it makes me. Toot, toot, tootsie, don't cry. Gotta go, the bus is outside. Toot, outside. Don't call me, I'll call you. The Greyhound bus that takes me. Oh, well, Have you ever whistling. heard? Listen to his whistling. He, now he's whistling nuts. Now, what he's doing with his la uh, right hand, pretending like he's playing a trumpet or something, that's all fake. It doesn't affect the sound. He's just whistling. So it's fun. He's not modulating his mouth, the organ, to make these noises? 
his mouth organ he is, but his fingers are, but fingers don't do anything. Oh right, yeah, I see what you're saying. He's not, yeah. It looks like he's pressing and like playing a clarinet or something. I guess this really? is jazz thinking. He's so weird. Whoa! Look at him go! Look at the trumpet ear. He's like finally could play something. Don't cry. We're getting to our big ugly ending. Dances like a girl. He's moonwalking. Goodbye. Yeah, don't you remember we were fucking in the audience at this point? Just a mass orgy. Uncontrollable. Now watch. I can't they believe do, it. They will do some sort of mis watch this. They'll do the I'm same shot listening. again and again and again. It's like a glitch and in again. the matrix. Oh, it's a, this is a glitch in the matrix. A glitch in the matrix. This is all not real, Carl. Oh, a glitch yeah, in the matrix. This is me on my Instagram. Check out the standing ovation I got. It lasted six seconds. Said <laughs> so we'll just loop it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, a guy comes over. Tell that man I want to fuck him. <clears throat> this lady over there. She Can says she wants first? to fuck you. Oh, oh. Look at them, they're banging away on the table. What kind of restaurant is this shit? Yeah, they give him little mallets. Pops the guy from the restaurant. Stop banging on my tables. I'm trying to make food. Get a wreck of my shit. Please have a seat. The little mallets. I guess it's intentional. I can't think with their fucking mallets. <laughs> so, um, I understand that you want, the man said you wanted to fuck me. No, I said I wanted to bang. Well, isn't that the same thing? No, with these, these little hammers. Here, take one. Let's so bang. literal in the 20s. <laughs> well, so he now got... we're back to a silent film. Where he's very expressive. She's very oh, expressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's many jazz singers, but you have a tear in your voice. Oh, sure. See, the thing is, she, she knows he's complicated. That's why yeah, she's attracted. She actually said a tear because his voice was so bad. It sounded like he had a rip uh, in his voice. I am tearing your eardrums. <laughs> I am ripping you. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for the sex, but my train is here. Gotta go. <laughs> Now, look, back in the day, <clears throat> you know, 1927 or whatever, there were two competing incompatible sound systems. The This Vitaphone, this was done, and there's okay. something called Fox's photo film. So the thing is, you had to be one or the other. You know what I mean? But this is a Warner. Oh, so but Warner Brothers used either Vitaphone or the other guy. No, they used Vitaphone. But there okay. were also Fox had photo film. Which sounds like picture picture to me. Uh, also, the the sound like the whole the process. That's that's how do you say it? Kibitzer, kibitzer, yeah, kibitzer, kibitzer. Kib <clears throat> like kibbles and bits. Kibitzer. Two hundred and fifty dollars. You see that? Two hundred and fifty dollars. That would be thirty six hundred dollars today. And he's got a girl. Yup. Jack Robin is his name. He's forsaken his Robinowitz. <laughs> Jack Robin. 
Terrible. That's a, that's what comics do, right? Because you have two first names as a first and last name. The classic uh-huh. Steve Martin name. Martin is like, a first name? Okay. Yeah, like Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence, another one. Or Carl... Uh, uh, Car- Carl. Carl. Uh, I guess I don't do that. No, your name is first and last name. Oh, he married a Sixka. Sixka, <laughs> listen to me. I know I can't yeah. talk. This fucking one of them Christian broads. So but yeah, um, in so many words. Siska. Why can't I pronounce that? So the the one Jewish guy meets his friend in the park and says, how's it going? It's going terrible. I sent my son to Israel and he came back a Christian. The guy, the other guy goes, what? We got to go to the rabbi with this. So they go to the rabbi. He says, look, rabbi, he, he, he sends this kid to Israel, comes back a Christian. He goes, what? We got to talk to God. So they go to God. And the rabbi's like, look, this guy, he sent his kids to Israel, comes back a Christian. And God goes, why don't know what to tell you i sent my son to israel Christian. fucking on new rabbi so then who do they talk to listen that's a hilarious old joke taught to me by jewish people from my fourth israeli country <coughs> they, were, the they were making fun of you okay so now Jackie Ro- Jackie Robbins has written home, right? And yeah. uh, but Dad is still being such a like. Uh, he's just being such a little girl. I mean, he's just like I have no son. You know, it's been like eight to ten years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's been like oh. at least those pairs of years. So now. He's in a show, thanks to Mary, the girl who, the woman who saw him. Now, we're about to see somebody called Loy, um, Myrna Loy. And apparently, she's a big, famous person, because the internet makes a big deal that she gets a two-second appearance. Look at yeah, Mary. No, she's, she's a name for sure. I, I, I'm, I don't really remember a film I've seen. Me neither. Uh, the name Myrna Loy sounds familiar, but the internet made a big deal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I love these vaudevillian shows. This is this is more fun. Like I always complain about when they have vaudevillian stuff on. No, movies. no, it's not vaudeville. It's not vaudeville. But okay, go ahead. Oh, it's jazz singing, but jazz singing or whatever. Like yeah. this is live show. This seems okay. like a, a story that takes place during this. You know what I mean? Like, he yes. sings, but it's more character-based. He's sure goofy about her. That is Myrna Loy. He doesn't stand a chance with Mary. Well, Myrna's fucking wrong. Uh, anyway, Which that's it. Myrna, on the left or right? On the left, and she goes on wow. to entertain. Look at this. they got to entertain the audience at all costs. Listen, uh, we're going to take a break in between acts. Oh, no, we can't. Here's some aerobatic bullshit. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Stop. So Mary gets an offer to go to New York, uh, Chicago, and become a big deal, right? This so... is current. This is 2019. They're actually putting a date on this movie, August 8th. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, there is a continuity error. He's writing her a letter, and it says, like, August 7th. And then when she gets it, it says August 8th. I think it's no big deal. But the internet cares. 
Well, I mean, a lot of people must have seen this movie hundreds of times. There must be some fans of this movie who've seen it wow. more times than we have. Yes. So they're not really boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're like got such a crush on each other and they're heading that way. And now he's she's being called away <clears throat> to Chicago. So this is this is Mary from years ago too, right? Like they've been going steady for a while. No, they're not going steady at all. This is Mary from the restaurant just a little while ago who said, oh, I'll let you it. So she gave him a chance in the show and he's about to become part of it. And just as that happens, she starts, now she's leaving. Oh, bye. Yeah, he'll never see her again. I typed, I made a typo when I went to see this movie and I wound up watching on YouTube The Ass Singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was gross. It wasn't sound. There was sound. Was it from farting? He would make singing noise? Like he would talk? Yeah. People were like, we heard plenty. Okay, look. This is a very famous cantor. One of the biggest ones of all time. And he's basically getting a cameo in this. It's like... Oh, cool. So they're going to have him sing? Yeah, he's going to sing. You know, because of the budget, they can only afford to tape the matinee show. Yossi Rosenblatt, Ukrainian-born cantor and composer. Regarded as the greatest cantor of his time, now he died early. He died at age 51. Okay. Um, his fame extended beyond the Jewish world. Large concerts he a singing role in this, the jazz singer, the singer and also... The Sobriquite, the Jewish Caruso? I don't know what that is. What is it? I don't know. It's... Type it Type it in the private chat. <laughs> type it in the private <laughs> chat so I can okay. see what you say. Okay, I'll type it in. It's really... All right, no one look. This is a private chat. I'm putting it, it says in the private comments. chat. It's not a private chat. It's the comments. Oh, it's under comment? Oh, shit, I got to use my mouse. All right, I'm looking at the comments section. Okay, I'm putting it in. It is right. a S O B. Uh, I didn't say screen share, you dummy. You know, everyone private here in the. Chat. Okay, private chat, you win. All right, all right. Well, now yes. I got to click back to private. You can hear the people that sit and Mike Spiegel with the seventh. You're just as bad as your great, great, great grandfather. Will you shut up during the rabbi singing? The cantor is singing. I'm sorry, I'm I'm putting it in. Did you hit enter when you're done? You know, like you hit enter or return. I see nothing in our private chat. Okay, there it is. Oh, you want me to pronounce that? Yeah. So Brick. That's not Yiddish. So so Kret? So Brit? So Briquet? It's S O B R I Q U E T. It's like a soliloquy, like a so look, August seventh. August 7th, okay? So this is a flashback. Well, that's the thing. When uh, when he gets it, when she gets it, it's August 8th. Weird. Well, maybe the mail service from Medford, Illinois is superior. And can get it. Th we get it on time. We get it a day early. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, ah, oh, I'm so clever. I don't need a chair. I can sit on my luggage. 
<laughs> Man, spread all I want. Life on the road. Air now, feels look. good on my ball, dangling balls. Air <laughs> feels good on my dangling ball. Because, <laughs> you know, with that kind of material, it just blows right through. Oh, yeah, right. It goes. The breeze goes right through there. Uh, a little <laughs> drama. Yeah. Let's she's rave. I'm better than that guy, and they're like, huh, he's the best. I didn't realize this was all mostly kind of half silent and half talky. Bill yeah, Bill, that's is, the thing. so in tune. Now, look, when, when he goes and visits his mom, we're going to have a great segment. We got to listen to the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. You're not leaving on this train. Your booking has been canceled. Oh, don't you hate oh. that? Bummer. Shit, but I got a deck of cards and everything. I've been going over big. I got a deck of cards for the train. Yeah, I got a cup of coffee. Sorry, that's the word from New York. Wow, that's... You're fucked. Business is brutal. Stuck in Medfield, Illinois. It's not even Chicago. Now, our hero, the bitchy, the grouchy lady, she's the winner. She's our hero, all of a sudden. (laughs) Uh, sorry you got uh, shit canned. See ya. Guess you don't have to You see. But guess what, pal? You didn't get shit canned. They're gonna bring you to New York. You're in. They. What? Wait a minute. He he shit talked in front of the colleagues. Right. Colleagues and then they like get all loading. on the train and drive away thinking he got right. shit canned. He's like, that train's gonna move. That train's going to float off their hot air. Did you see that scene? Oh, tell me again. Tell me again. Oh, you were there. Fool and nothing. Here's the train ticket now. What kind of shenanigans is that? Look at that. He slaps him 5-5. Yeah, well, no. He went to shake his hand and he bounced off. No, he slapped it and shook it. Stop yelling. Mother, that's famous, right? Well, I got to tell you, his behavior towards his mom is fucking weird. Uh, First of all, there's something sexual about it. And secondly, Uh it's way over the top. Way over the top. Oh, my mommy. Hey, mommy. Oh, mommy. It's ridiculous. You'll see. Silent movies kind of are ridiculous. Oh, this is Quinn Santera. 60th birthday. Oh, 60th. Wow. Yeah. And what's he going to get? Well, he, oh, it's a prayer shawl. He got a nice Great. prayer shawl. Very nice. That's what he needed. Oh, no. Well, they got the, the, same one. the same thing. Yeah. Uh oh. It's the same. Oh. No, oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Life is so, so crazy. <laughs> Maybe the guy, the guy at the department store is like, score, sold two in one day. Now, here's Moshe. Now, what has the- Moshe brought? He's brought a present, and guess what it is? And he goes, XX. He goes, I got this because I think you ladies need some nice jugs around here. <laughs> because you're deflated pancakes. Oh, but one. And what did he get for the 60th birthday? It's a fucking prayer. Just like sitcom. Look how raggedy his jacket is. Now this guy in real life, his name as an he's uh, was Jewy Jusen, 
and uh, he played Jewish parts. But it was a stage name. That was a stage oh, name. Oh, right, yeah. Real name uh, was... Um, I seen his westerns. Sheriff Jew Jewson. He was really Jewson-Owitz, but they, you know, they shortened it so it would be less Jewish. Oh, you're missing all um, the Jewish humor in this movie. Another we talked person. through the rabbi. We talked through all the prayers. What am I, 12 years old studying for the bar mitzvah? <laughs> okay, so here comes our man, and he's back where he grew up. Okay, he hasn't been here for years. This is all real, by the way. Oh, look, he bumps into the kibitz, kibitzer. Yeah. Are you Jackie's original Jewish name? Oh, yeah, I think you're mistaken. You know. My name is Jackie Cabinet. Are you Yudelson, the kibitzer? Okay, so maybe his real life name is Moshe. Let me look it up here. Um, well, it could be his first name. It could be. Um, Moshe. Wow, look at this street. So cool. Here he is. He doesn't recognize it's him. Oh, he does recognize it's him. Now he's home. This is it. This is the big moment. You're you're right, Mike. That was his last name, Udelson. His name is Moish as a character is Moisha Udelson. His real name's Otto Lederer. He died in nineteen sixty-five. He was Czechoslovakian American. Hundred and twenty films he was in. Jeez. Including a Laurel and Hardy. Now we're gonna get a bunch of over the top mummy stuff. When I tell you Wait, the you got to do it. Not yet. Not it's yet. too late. I got the sound up. Well, it's no, and you're gonna hate it because it's too early. Okay. Mommy! Well, let me tell you a joke. So there's an anti-fentation going on at an Orthodox okay. synagogue. Oh okay. no, three rabbis are talking, right? The Orthodox says it. Yeah, we had these ants, and I, I uh, called a service, and they took care of it, but the ants came back. I didn't know what to do, and then this. Uh, 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 conservative rabbi says, yeah, you know, we had ants too, and we wanted to do, like, these safe traps, but they kept crawling out of the traps. They kept coming back, even though we, we sent them out. And okay. then the uh, reform rabbi says, yeah. oh, you know what I did? I bar mitzvahed all of them, and they never came back at all. The next day, they were gone. Never showed up at the synagogue ever again. Right, Once you just bar mitzvahed them. Yep. I get it. That's reform people, but they do come for, for uh, uh, Passover and Yom Kippur and right, don't they? Yeah. Come to... Who? What? The answer, Elijah? No, the <laughs> Reformed Jews. Oh yeah, no, it's just a different time. It's all yeah, it's, it's all good, Carl. Look, mommy, I got this ridiculous triangle case. <laughs> I thought he was gonna pull out his heroin needle. Now look. Oh wait, got, oh got a present for her. All right, don't look. It says, "I love you, mommy." Yeah. Now he goes, did you steal? Watch wow. this interstitial. Jackie. Okay, diamonds with stones in it. You didn't do anything wrong, did you, Jackie? Jackie. Jakey. J-A-K-I-E. Look, you ain't heard nothing yet. You see that? Weird, they used the interstitial for that, too? Now look. Didn't his picture used to hang there? What the fuck, Mom? Right, that's how he saw ass hurt, ass sword, eight-year-old, 13-year-old version. 
Oh, right. He's, he doesn't exist here anymore. He fucks with my picture. Jockey. It's sad. It's sad. He doesn't have a son anymore, so why would he put up the picture of his son? Now, in real life, that dad is only six years older than him. He is older than him, but, you know, he couldn't have had a kid at six. <sighs> Get typecast as an old guy, and that's it. Boom. Pow. I'm trying to think, like, was Al Jolson, like, relevant in the 60s? Yeah. 60s? Like... Uh... Like, at what point did we start picking up on him for pop culture-wise, right? Like, did he have a show in the 50s? Well, I got a... Was... No, not really. He went away. I got a... I'm going to tell you about it, but not right now. Turn up the okay. sound now, because this is... This of course. Is the... Now, you'll know this song. Look at him he bats his eyes at you. Yeah. He's just like, I'm fooling around. I'm fucking around. You know it. I'm having a fun time. He's, he's crooning it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Blue sky. Now, check out this great dialogue. Okay, okay. Lived. And anybody I know. <laughs> it was ad lived, or they had one take. <laughs> now look, he's gonna steal something. I'll give it back to you someday too. You see if I don't. Something sets me here. If I'm a success in this show, we're going to move from here. Oh, yes, we're going to move up in the Bronx. Now, the Bronx was suburbia then. Really? Birds, Goldbergs, suburbs. Suburbs. Is that a Jewish suburb, a suburb? Goldberg. Uh, listen to this. What do you mean, no? Yes, you wear pink or else. Or else you wear pink. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> fun. Oh, I'm going to take you to Corey Island. Yes, yes I'm going to ride on the shoot and shoot. Oh. And, you know, the dark now, nails. listen to this. Ever been to Dark Nails? Well, with me. That's the time with you. What do you feel about it? Now, Mama, Mama, stop. Is there something? Mama, listen, I'm going to sing it like I will if I go on the stage, you know, with this wheel. I'm gonna sing it jazzy. Now get this. What? Does it not even a word? Oh, 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 It'll go back to a silent film. <laughs> I heard that. You won't hear no anything anymore. Now look, they'll get up again. Watch. You see how they just got up? There's a glitch yeah. in the matrix. They get up again. Yeah. What? 
What, what is the matrix, fuck? Carl? The matrix. If you don't know what the matrix is, you just follow the blue bunny. Okay. Look, I got these two pills. Take the red pill, and everything goes back to normal. Take the blue pill, and you're gonna be stoned out your mind. <laughs> Give me the blue pill, motherfucker. <laughs> it's an acid peyote mix. Carl, don't forget. I don't know when we're gonna be airing this. But March 26th, John Wick Chapter 4, his theaters. Oh, that's a long COVID, but now it's finally here. Thank goodness. I can still wait. I can absolutely wait. <laughs> you can still wait. Now, how dare you bring that fucking jazz in this fucking house? Right. What an insult. That's a very famous old song. It's not. It's a classical tune. I, I don't know who wrote it. But... Yeah, this song. I know this song. Again, you know, this song is used in like Monty Python. We yeah. interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt the interruption of the interruption. <laughs> and now okay. we return without interruption. So he's basically saying, look, hey, you don't want to be a cantor. Five generations were a cantor. And he goes, look, I'm sorry. I, I This is, the, you know, you grew up in the old country. I didn't. I grew up here. You'd feel the same way. This is another day. Kind of a good point, I guess. Even though he's betraying five generations of canters. Yeah. It's a heavy load. This guy was a Swedish actor. Um, he was American, but he's from Sweden. He did a bunch of uh, Broadway stuff and film. But he was always known as the um, Chinese character. He played Dr. Fu Manchu. He played Harry Chang in Shanghai Express. And for 16 films, he played Charlie Chan. Unbelievable. No, he goes, oh. many happy returns of the day. He got him. What do you think he got him for, for his birthday? A phonograph? A prayer shawl. Oh, ah. Oh, sorry. Hi. I feel like this. Ah. Moisha. Hi. Moisha, you were in here. Now, the the father doesn't take it. He's all butthurt and just what you needed. There's some guys at Gimbal who sold four prayer shawls in one day. He's just like, I love it. <laughs> hi, can, can I help you? Yeah, hi. My friend, the rabbi, his birth, 60th birthday is coming. I don't know what to get him. I want to get him something unique. Unique, you say? Well, I was just <laughs> telling. I mean, I have an I'd shawl for you. <laughs> so Al Jolson died early and he was not really very relevant. He died in 1950. He was only um 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 64 years old. That's not so early, but it is early. Yeah. And in the 20s he was one of the greatest, you know, like most famous and highest paid stars. This was he was self-build, self-build. It's the world's greatest entertainer. Uh, you, you know, I think I think I think I've seen his gravestone. Let me write this down. Al mm -hmm. Jolson Tomb. Two 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 D. Goodbye. Nope. Hillside <laughs> Memorial Park in Los Angeles is where gotcha. Al Jolson's gigantic mausoleum it's not even a mausoleum it is a 
I'm looking at the picture right now. Cause why don't you go there and film why you should watch the next LWAFLMOIT? That's right. Hey, coming up, we'll be watching the jazz singer with sorry, Al Jolson, who's right behind me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here. He is there. If you were a jerk, you could dig him up. Really? Seriously, you could. And say, we're doing you on the next podcast. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I could go virtual. I could say, uh, hi, my name is Mike, and this is called Exhuming Al Jolson from Hillside <laughs> Memorial Park. Do you do? No, you, but do, it's do, huge. Do. It's like it's the weirdest thing. Like, uh, I, I I've seen it before, so that's kind of strange. Now, the guy who directed this name, his name's Alan Crossland, and his grave. He only died. He died at forty-one because there was a car accident. But his oh. grave was unmarked. Sixty-seven years later, in two thousand three. They donated a headstone. He had an unmarked grave, this director. Oh, my God. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so now he's in New York, and the rehearsals are going, and they're in good form. But the show's not so great. It's really Al Jolson who's saving it. Jackie Robbins who's Look saving it. Look at the dance number. cool. <clears throat> okay, so I keep bringing this up, but I guess my beef is that when we have a movie – when the culture at the time when movies were out where people would go see live shows as part of the right. entertainment. Right. And there was a film and they're showing you the live entertainment. They could do it as a voyeur, like as an audience member, like you get to see a live show as a theater or you have a behind the scenes, like drama like right now, right, right now. But I think this movie handles it really well. Like the mm -hmm. story kind of is more predominant than the show stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, they get a little weirded out by that. Well, you're going to get weirded out because there's a lot of backstage stuff here in which, like, they're appealing to him. Well, I won't ruin – I kind of want to ruin it. Oh, there's Mary. I thought we'd never see her again. Right. Oh, she left her hat here. She had to go pick it up. So now we find out Mary's the one who recommended him for the New York show. That separated him from his current entourage. His then – Yeah. Unless they're in Chicago and I've got no, they're definitely no, in New they're York. New York. This is the yeah. he went home. I don't know how Mary got from her Chicago review to New York, but she has, and she's gotten Al Jolson the job. <clears throat> do, 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 goodbye. He goes, Hey, what do you say, Mary? Oh, Mary. How does he talk? Love of my life. No, God, who holds their hat like that? What do you mean all the time back then? It's like 10 and 2, but two hands. Like, oh. Look, everything was different. Look at his hair. It's all greasy. It's greased, uh, but everybody's is. And right. he's wearing lipstick, but that's because he's in a movie, you know? Um but still, the, the button's all the way tight to the top with the, you know, it's, it was just a different time. <clears throat> That's like, we saw that 1936 movie and their vision of the future, that with their, um, their vision of the future, they were still their 1930s hairstyles and sure. style of dress, even though it was moderned up. Oh, then it's you I gotta be thankful for. That's right. Yeah. We're gonna do a reverse me too, buddy. Oh, is she gonna approach him? 
Yeah. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. I'm uh, sorry you have to bang her to get the roll. <laughs> well, you've got a hard spot to fill. This isn't going to be easy. That's all right. You need to see my toot toot tootsie. Oh, no, that's that's yesterday new. Toot toot tootsie, goodbye. <laughs> you think tootsie roll came from that? Uh, Tootsie Roll. I wouldn't know. Tootsie. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I bet you there's some history I'm... here. If only we had some sort of search yeah. engine that we could just, you know, because I don't have time to go to the library. I don't have time. Oh, the library's going to close in about two hours, so if we wrap this movie up, I can probably hit the hay and get there. Oh, I okay. can call Ask the Librarian at 1-900. Oh. What, what happened? He's got stiff disease. He's got He's got boring stiff. What's going on? Is the rabbi sick? He needs two women to walk around his bed at all times. He goes, look, look, look at your no good son. He's going to be right here tomorrow night. The April. He's got glasses and he puts a spectacle. Oh, no, it's just one guy. He's got that weird monocle. Monocle. If Jackie knew his father was sick, he would come. So why don't we go and fucking bug him? And that's what we're going to see now for a lot night. of the film. But he's going to cancel this. You could spoil this. He's going to cancel his opening night to be home with his dad, right? Yeah. If that's the plot. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a long road to get there. But, yes, Michael, Yes. That now, are we going to eat our cake and then have our cake? Are we going to see him perform and then he's going to run home? Yes, he's that's right. There's, yeah. there's a dress rehearsal, and this will be our opportunity to see him perform. And then, yeah, for the actual – but the thing is, it's just opening night. Now, the thing is, you know how much money is invested uh, I mean, oh, sure. tens of dollars, tens of dollars they put into this. <laughs> and then they're going to have to cancel their opening night. I mean, Ugh. we stand to lose 1850. So anyway, well, I'm you know, equivalent today's money. He really is going to sort of screw them because their opening night, you know, that's when I'm sure it was a sold out house. So professionally, he's fucking himself over because he's leaving right. opening night. Romantically, he's he's screwing the pooch because yeah. she got him there. Yeah. really in love, and now he's gonna walk out of her. But however, it's for family, which right. which at least she should understand. So she'll come back in the end. She will understand. Now look, in uh, he was the first. Al Jolson was the first to entertain the troops in World War II. <laughs> Look at you. You don't belong. Uh, he's the no, first but I thought it was funny. Like, he's staring at the legs and he's like... Uh... Yeah. yeah. So when he's going to have an awkward scene with that lady right there. You see the lady sitting there when yeah. he... When he le I, I don't get that. Like It says no smoking. He thought the sign said no smoking. Who's, who's smoking? Okay. The actor... Yeah. Hector, what the fuck you say? Jack Robin. Okay, now when the guy walks away, watch his interaction with the cute girl. Okay, I'm watching the cute girl right now. Eyes are on her. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And she's still checking him out. Noodleson. 
So anyway, you know our guy. He's not going to take some bullshit like sorry. So he just bullies his way up there and he goes, Jackie! Hey, Robin Witch. No, no, Robin, Robin. Mary doesn't like it. Mary, don't, what the right. fuck is this? This interloper. Tomorrow's the Day of Atonement. I think he's saying the thing Okay, so as I said, he was the first to entertain the troops in World War II. So in 1950, he was also the first to entertain the GIs in Korea. He says he performed 42 shows in 16 days. 16 days, 42 shows. Do the math. How's that possible? He, he died weeks after returning from the to the U.S. Partially, partly owning, owing to the physical exhaustion from that performance schedule. So he died wow. at 64. He was old, but the he, army killed him. Kind of. I mean, if he did two shows a day, that's only 32 shows. He did an extra 10. So there was days with three shows, like weekends. Isn't that always? I mean, there's a matinee show we just saw here of a rabbi singing, a cantor singing. I guess, yeah, when you're in your 30s, but, you know, I don't know. Right. Now, it doesn't really say how he died. He was just sort of died. Well, I'm sure he got shot by soldiers trying to fight a war and have to stop and listen to <laughs> Al Jolson. He was shot 1,700 um, times. Every time he performed, he was assassinated. I killed. No, you got killed. No, you. No, they shot you. All right, that's terrible to say. I it know is. It is. it is. Should not make fun of that. And war. So, like I said, this this kibitzer was in Laurel and Hardy's short, Your Darn Tootin'. Now, he was in 120 films, but that's his biggest credit, a short. That's probably a famous one. Yeah. Probably. I don't really know. You know, he probably gave something to Laurel, and then the Hardy handed it, gave it to Hardy, and then Hardy gave it to Laurel, and Laurel gave it to him, you know. Now, Dad's sick. So he can't sing tonight. And it's fucking Yom Kippur, goddammit. So he's saying, you gotta sing. Right. The first Rabinowitz, Rabinowitz. in five generations to fail your God. Well, you know how to... <laughs> Honestly, this, this, this is like unfair. Like, of course he has to go to the synagogue. Of course yeah, he gotta go right. to the synagogue. The show must go on. Must go on. That's our religion. Oh, wait. Is he going to put on blackface on Yom Kippur? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, now, you ain't heard nothing yet. Al Jolson's famous line was an ad lib. The intention was that the film should only have synchronized music and not speech. But Jolson dropped that line which he always used in his stage act. You ain't heard nothing yet. And the director just left it in. And that's really changed, you know, this is a talkie. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. It was a well-established stage patter, the internet calls it, of Jolson's. Um, he did it in a film called A Plantation Act in 1926. He had, you know, I mean, it wasn't with sound, but you could see his lips. He said, you ain't... So anyway, the line became a like a an all-in joke after a while 
1818, in a concert celebrating World War One, he ran on and said that, um, admit the the applause of a preceding performer. So he said, you ain't heard nothing that, you're like, forget that guy, it's my uh, turn. Oh, that's weak. The following year, he recorded the song, You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet. So it became a song. Oh, he's really sick. Well, he's acting like he's sick. He hasn't left the bed since for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> he just looks a little tired. <sighs> you know what would help if he, like, shaved his beard and, you know, got a little, maybe a little, took a shower... That's gonna help him to clean his shave his beard and take a shower. And, yeah, and, and like that hat, man. He's had that hat on for like the last eight years. Oh my god, Carl. Yeah, he should clean his act up. I agree. Oh, here you go. You oh, there's a good knees. start. Look at him crying. He's like he missing his son. He said he dreamed of his son singing, and then he says some. Uh, that would be forgiven. Now, if you were a screenwriter, Carl, what would your third act would be? He's racing back to sing for Yom Kippur, but uh, there's a car accident. Or yeah. the woman for the first act shows up, this time with a pistol. Right, right, right. Yeah, you would need some sort of uh, foil character who, you know, prevents them. Like maybe Moisha was a kibitzer, but, like, it wasn't with the nice, friendly way he does it. Like... Oh, yeah. He's trying to get to his father. He goes, no, you betrayed your God. You can't redeem yourself now. I guess this play is what's holding him back. Oh, it's bad news. Bad news, I tell you. Okay, now we're going to get some funny jokes. He's going to bonk that guy's hand. Thanks. You can't... Making a singer on this guy says he should sing. Yeah, funny, funny, funny. You can't even talk it. I could totally sing it. Like I know the first six words of every prayer. And then I could just kind of mumble. Sometimes I'll hear the first word. I go, "Oh, I know this one." Other times, I'm like, ah, maybe I need to hear another couple words. He goes, "Some there it is. Fine chairman, you are. Let the sun be setting with no canter." He goes, "I should yeah, they... stop the sun from setting." <laughs> yeah. Ow. There you go. And that's it. That's the last funny thing in this movie. Now it's the, the funny... Well, he we will get, get to hear it. It's, it's pretty funny. Look at the... Oh, what a racket! <laughs> Let's play tennis and dance with our... He's showing his week! Look at that jazz singer! Oh, this this is a great show. Our headliner, Flaky McFlake Flake, will be coming up. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Why do they call them all Flaky McFlake Flake? 
Now, he's going to do the performance, but he's kind of sad about it, you know? He knows what he's doing by refusing. And now, so he's kind of sad about it because his dad is sick. His dad's a rabbi. It's that thing is a, a rabbi on Yom Kippur, and they don't have anyone in five generations to sing Kol Nidre. And right. it's on the street. Okay. And it's really close by. Yeah. Now yeah. he's going to do the most horrible thing ever and ruin his nice thing of being the first talkie. And he's going to get in blackface and just ruin it. Right. I know. This was well, let's, I nice... even, we were watching a nice Jewish film with Jewish jokes, right. and Jewish music, and now he puts blackface on. Now, you know that there was serious anti-Semitism back in the day. And it's great that this film is, it's like there is no anti-Semitism, you know? And, oh, you know. the ears. God, it's so weird watching him do this, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like the technique, got the back of the neck. Right. He, yeah, he did his ears like that, like making sure he touches every part. You miss uh -huh. a little forehead there, buddy. Oh, so it's queasy. It's a little queasy. It's very ugly how the lips aren't done. Right. Now, do you think Mickey Mouse is a minstrel variation? Look at that. Uh, yeah. It's even worse. To give me a glitch in the matrix, we're gonna watch this scene. Uh, they sees his mom. She's afraid. I'm worried you're afraid. Now, Mary wants him to do the show, but at the same time, she knows it's his choice, you know. He belongs to She must go on. Yeah. Now, the guy, okay, the author, right? There was an author who made a book. Uh, that's <clears throat> what this all comes from. In 1917, this guy, Ralphinson, native of New York City's Lower East Side, he, he was in Champlain, Illinois, and he saw Al Jolson perform uh, for a musical called Robinson Crusoe. He just... He loved it. I'll never forget the first five minutes of Jolson. His veracity, his amazing fluidity, which he shifted from, well, blah, blah, blah. He was really talented. So a few <laughs> years later, he wrote a story called The Day of Atonement. It's a short story, and it was about Al Jolson, a Jew named Jackie Rabinowitz based on Jolson's real life. It was published in Yeah. Now, so I guess he really got to know, know Al Jolson. <clears throat> 1922, it's published in Everybody's, that's the name of it, magazine. And later he turned it into a stage play with this guy named George Jessel, who was playing Al Jolson's part. Uh, that was um, September 1925, and it became a hit, 303 performances. Called The Jazz Singer. Right. So then when they wanted to make it into a movie, it was George Jessel who got the lead role. So it was a play based on 
the short story. Short story that's based on Al Jolson's life. Right. And George Jessel was going to play the lead. It doesn't make sense. What happened? What kind of backstabbing um, Warner, Brothers, <laughs> Warner Brothers acquired the rights June of 26 with George Jessel signed to a contract. It was going to start May, May, May of 1927, but there was a pay dispute and George Jessel didn't do the film. So Jolson got the gig while he was touring in June of 1927. The, they went to New York and did all that B-roll of the crowds we saw. In right. late June, they started filming. They started with the silent stuff first. And in late August, they did the more complex Vitaphone stuff. And then in September, the shooting was done. So I don't know. There's more to this story about why this George Jessel was in the middle. Now this, I mean, this movie has been written about and written about and written about. I mean, it's definitely, like, I mean, there's a lot of movies I've read about and I always wanted to see, but this one I've yeah. read about a lot and I've never seen it at all, so. So, Eden she, doesn't, she doesn't identify herself as mom. So when the guy goes to Al Jolson, he's like, some old lady's here, <laughs> you know? Right. Now, you Looks know like what? The man who was oh, here in the neighborhood. neighborhood Yenta. So Mary's like, I'll tell him to go away. And he goes, no, 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 I'll bring him in. And Mary's like, oh, damn. Oh, how embarrassing. Oh, that might be my mom. Bring her in before the blackface makeup drips off my face. No, they, they do, you know, like he, she pretends she doesn't recognize her own son. Like, she doesn't understand what blackface oh, is or something. Does he talk in, he doesn't talk in this, but this, this scene's been parodied all the time. He doesn't talk here. He will, they will do a sound one when he sings on stage in a minute. And he'll say mommy then. Yeah, but it won't be the famous song. She can't recognize her own son, Carl, because he's in blackface. Yeah, was that funny, his joke? Like, it's not Jackie, it's his shadow. Yeah. Papa is calling for you, you know? It's like, Mary's like... It's like, come on, Jack. You know, the, the, the dress rehearsal is just as important as the opening show itself. So... He's supposed to be getting ready, but he just keeps hesitating and gets to the point in which they're like, fucking now, you know. In two hours, it's going to be the day of atonement. It's going to be, you know, Seder. Sa Sabbath? No. How do you say it? Well, it's on Yom Kippur or... Yeah, see, it's Yom Kippur. It's not just Sabbath. It's the sundown on Yom Kippur. It's the it's time to start fasting. Right. Yeah, because you can't fast during the day of Yom Kippur. You got to sit there and pray and atone. Right. You need to... Unless you have a show, and then it's okay to get into blackface and sing. <laughs> Listen, if your mom comes to you backstage and say, don't do this, Carl... Uh, yeah, I'm going to the open mic, Mom. This is my life, no. you know, the open Don't mic. Go to the open mic. Don't worry, Mom. When I get on stage, I'll talk about you for three minutes. 
Mommy is what I always say. So now the the management are like, fucking now, Jolson. Now. Yeah. Now. Jazz singer, now. now. Come on. Now. 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 Fucking now. <laughs> That's like my boss during the high holidays. I, I got to call it sick. It's the high holidays. <laughs> Get in here now. Spiegelman, are you high? Boss. It's the high holidays. High holidays. Uh, it's now they have like a celebration season. about what? Polo? Croquet? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oops. Oh, but I'm sorry. I warned it away. Yeah. It's a mommy song. But it's not our famous one. That'll come a little later. We should listen to all the songs. Uh, I don't know. It's up to you. It's in the public domain, but he's not going to talk. He's going to sing. You know, like it never rains, but it pours. It never rains, but it pours. If you're Christian, if you're Christian, if you're right. Jewish, never Yomka rains, but it pours once a year, you must atone. I saw that on the kosher salt uh, box. When it you know, rains and Yom Kippur's? Yehuda Matzah with their pun, with the uh, joke of the day. Well, because there's ionized salt and there's kosher salt. And the kosher, mm -hmm. and there's that, uh, when it rains and pours was the motto of a salt company, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Morton. Very funny. That's I right. tried. I tried with the material you provided. It's the material you provided me. This is what made the funny. Now, in 1936, it's nine years later, he's going to do Lux Radio Theater, a 60-minute radio adaptation of this movie, and Al Jolson will reprise his role. I don't know. It seems like... 1960. No, 1936. 30, 36. So nine years later. So he's singing, and we can't hear her, but she has a card. What? Who has a card? The mother talked, but we, we got a little interstitial for her. But right, so a good. card, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> These songs, like, honestly, yeah, you like to listen to songs more than once in your life, right? Like, yeah. going and Hear it on repeat maybe a couple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. oh, here we go. Ugh. Like, it's all very nice, but the blackface ruins it all because it's. Ruins it all. Yeah, because it's ugly. Changes and it. the world was a scummy place that this was, I don't know. But there's all these excuses for it on the internet, like, 
what the blackface people were trying to do was, you know, uh, put on the, you know, you guys think black people are really good at entertaining, so that's why we're doing it. It wasn't just to like fuck with them. I don't know. I guess like the only way I could see this is that the, he debases himself so poorly for the sake of show business that he literally puts himself in this blackface, which is the worst thing he could possibly do. And, uh, you know, then realizes like, you know, I don't know. It's all very crass. It's a shame because like, again, like for the first half hour of this movie was this pretty strong Jewish film. Very much so. Very much so. And everything just kind of goes to a crashing halt right now. So now he realizes <clears throat> he's, he's got to go home. So. Yeah. And the thing is, he says, no, but your mother reconciled with herself and realized this is your new life. And she's, you know, allowing you, you know, she went home. But, but the message came from Mary. So not the mom. No, not the, well, the mom really did say that. Right in yeah, front of you. Yeah. Uh-oh. Emote. 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 wipe to the next scene. To the mom. Look at she's rocking out. Emoting. Emoting. Goodbye. Now, guess who will come through the door? Uh, is it the Grim Reaper? Oh, it's Aldo. <laughs> now, this film premiered on Yom Kippur. But the thing That's is, you're ridiculous. not supposed to go out on Yom Kippur. Wait a minute. No, that was not intentional, though, was it? This Yes. This film's premiere date and time in New York City at 8.45 p.m. on October 6th was chosen to coincide with the Yom Kippur holiday. Uh, which around much of the film's plot is centered. The world premieres you know, at the Tower Theater in Los Angeles. And at the end, the audience got up from their feet and they said, I'm so hungry. It's been two <laughs> hours since I had anything to eat. Now, during the original release, many cinemas showed the film, showed the film fully silent because they didn't have the equipment. Right. Yeah. That's like me with like HD TV, you know, like the, it'll be cropped wrong because I don't have the TV for it. <laughs> um, they released it in the UK in 1928. Um, Saturday, February 4th, 1928. Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, good. the thing is you're not supposed to be out on Yom Kippur. So I don't get why they did that. Like they did it for the Christians. I guess. I guess so, because it's, it's it's calling attention to the holiday and the movie plot. But yeah, no, you don't go out to the movies. <laughs> no, no, that's for Christmas. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so now we're having the father and son reuniting. Which they is... should release this on Christmas Day. This is like the per perfect Christmas Day movie. Yeah, that's for all the uh, Jewish people go to the movies or go right. ski. It'll be fine, Papa. Yeah, he should be singing right now. He, so he says he'll soon be all right, but we don't know if that's the truth. He could very well die. Now, we don't see the film ends before he dies, but come on, he's sick in bed. Is he listening to the uh, 
You can't listen to the radio because you can't have the radio on during the high holidays either. Like at least if it was Jackie Robinson or it was a baseball player and the guy was in mm-hmm. bed, you could hear the game and like hear the home right. run being made. Not on Yom Kippur. Now, sound nearly doubled the budget of a film. That's one of the reasons why Hollywood didn't just switch. Also, the theaters themselves had like a conversion cost that was hard, you know, like MGM owned like over a hundred, a thousand outlets and they did a slow like wait and see rollout. Um, So in the midst of the talkie craze, studio bosses faced with limited amount of sound equipment and qualified sound technicians leaving them headaches over productions, talkies versus silent. And silence were internationally marketable very cheap because it's just a different language. You just write it. Um, Low-budget producers of Westerns were impacted with silence coming, you know, up until 1930, these Westerns were silent. Many studios continued to produce both silent and sound version of their films, including the, the classic All's Quiet on the Western Front, 1930. Oh, I didn't realize it was that was silent and in and audio. Both. Yeah. Okay, now Mary's, you know, it's still not over. They're still like, come on back, son. There has to be this. I mean, we had it the one way. Should I go? Should I go? Should I go? Right. Okay, I'm gonna go. And now we're gonna getting should I stay? Should one. I stay? Oh, I, I see. Yeah. Funny she is, man. You'll queer yourself on Broadway. You'll never get another job. Uh, half of Broadway is queer, boss. And they're working. <laughs> All right. I got to light the menorah. Wait a minute. This is not the menorah. No. I mean, she is a menorah T. <laughs> All right. Bravo. All right, speak it to the out. Give it to my wife. It's a brick of my mother's heart. I talk to yeah, the side of my mouth. I croon like this. <laughs> Pitching my voice over to you. Now, it makes sense they're back here because opening night is like minutes away. Forty-five. Well, first minutes. off, they should not have opening night on Yom Kippur either. Like, we're complaining about the movie actually opening on Yom Kippur. This whole point of this show is takes place on Yom Kippur. No, but I mean, it was Christian. It was a Christian world, right? I mean, sure, there was other. I mean, pretty much Judaism was there, especially if it's a Christian. Yeah, if, if the story is about Jews and it's a Christian right. world, then why not premiere it on the the holiday that the movie's about? The you know does affect you? Well, that's what I was saying before. Like, why did yeah. they do that? Because of the Christians, you know? I guess right, the Christians' audience who's going to see this. But it, I think it, they, it, it, they might have had a misunderstanding about what Yom Kippur was all about. Well, you know, it was if it was Yom Kippur weekend when once the sun sets and you could eat, you could go to the theater and be like, one ticket and six bags of popcorn, please. Yeah. <laughs> this was the top grossing film of 1927. It was produced by Warner Brothers Prediction. It was produced by Daryl Zanuck. It was distributed by Warner's Brothers. It was released on October 6, 1927. It's 89 minutes running time. It's 96 with the exit and overture music. It has six songs performed by Al Jolson and 
Zanuck, the producer, won an Oscar. It was an honorary Oscar for producing the film. It was the first Academy Awards. We're getting that a lot because we're doing 1927. That's right. Well, the first Academy Awards, 1927, Wings was the first winner. Yeah. Yes. They really liked Thomas Hayden Church's right. deadpan it was, delivery. It was really the wrong format for a Oscar, but they did it. Oh, April Follies with Mary Dale and Jack Robin. It's open tonight. Let's go. Wait a minute. Is, is Young Kippur in April? I guess so. Yes, yes, definitely. Michael. <laughs> Did you know this play closed in a month? I'll edit month? that out. No, I won't. What wait, wait. April Follies. It only lasted twenty uh, four weeks. April Fool's. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be no performance this evening. So screw off. We want our money back. Fuck your money. Right here with your money. You get lost. You, you can you sit here and play on your phone. It's because you're on your cell phones all night. Jam off. You saw Jack and Jill, right? With uh, of course, right. So remember how mad Al Pacino gets when somebody's cell phone rings. He's doing his play, and then later he gets mad again. But it was his phone, and oh, then right. he takes the call. Uh, who's all over the place? Classic. He feels better now. Well, I don't know. Well, that's good. Come on, let's have an interstitial, please. What's going on here? Now, I saw this film. This is the fourth time, but... Oh, I didn't realize they're saying. Now, here is a very impassioned Colinar, or whatever it's called, by Jackie. There he is. But it's a silent. It's not a sink. Look how happy Dad is. Now, the Bible on the left got ripped. That's the Torah. Oh, he hears it. Yeah, see, they opened the window for him. We have our son again! It paid off that I was a jerk. Oh no! Uh oh! Uh oh! Sleepy, sleepy, Dad. So sleepy. Oh. Now look, his eyes are open. Look, see how they're acting like he's dead. His eyes were open at the end, and the internet didn't say that wasn't on. Purpose. He's breathing. He's breathing right now. You can see him breathe. Yeah. So I don't understand. I don't think he's dead. I think we end this film with. I don't know the answer. It's going to end on a prayer? Wait, you see the Bible there on the left, Mike? You see the yes, I see It got ripped. It, that's the Torah. It got Torah? Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> who Torah? Tell me, who Torah? That's the Ripa. They're reading from the Ripa. I mean, I mean the Torah. Now, look, she says a jazz singer singing to his God. She's on board. You know what I mean? She's, and so is he. You know, I mean, maybe they finally realized how, that they were going to have an opening night and have a rabbinical son mm -hmm. perform on the, on the eve of Yom Kippur. 
Now, those are the same hats that they wear today contemporarily at White Castle. And, you know, that's what they told me at White Castle, too. That's interesting trivia. It's out in their cups, their coffee mug. There we go, finally. Right. Now, time has passed, and he didn't get fired. He just missed the now. opening night. Oh, no, here he goes. Oh, boy. Yeah, now we get Mammy. And there's Mammy. Oh, yeah. Oh, here he goes. Mammy. Sunshine's west, but I know where. Sunshine's past. I can't. I can't. Killing me. It's so bittersweet how this nice film gets wrecked. He's wearing gloves. Are those his right hands? Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I hate to interrupt this, I guess, but there's a lot more to this than I need to know. I mean, like, this movie's been around for decades, for almost 100 years. There's got to be plenty of writings on this that I can just kind of get a little more background about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, just, but, you know, part of it, reading about it is seeing it, and that's what we're doing right now. It's not like I'm not... West. Mary loves it. The other guys are bored in the audience. You see yeah, their, their right. feet tapping? Right. I was looking at that guy. How many times can you listen to this song in a row? Well, what do you mean? This is our first. Well, let's say you have the 45, right? You put it on in like seven minutes of him going, Mammy. And then you like put on the B side and it's like the instrumental or, you know, it's yeah, like right. something. Do you put the A side back on? Nah, probably play if the B you side. You got a 45 and you just got it? Yes. You probably listened to it all night and your, your dad is like, turn that off, you punk. Turn that 78 off. I can't. I don't know how it works. All right. The WBN. We be, we bend. Now we got to listen to this. Now, you know that, music. right. But I Excuse think me, it sounds me. like, pardon um, me. what? I'm getting up and leaving the theater. Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> okay. Um, do you know the, um, that sweet Caroline that's in this exit music? Okay. Wasn't that in the jazz singer in seventies? Wasn't that song Sweet Caroline? Maybe Sweet Caroline, but that's a different yeah, song, right? Uh, yeah, but there's there's themes of it in this music. Oh, I see what you're saying. Probably, I think he ripped off the jazz singer. <laughs> well, the title says he ripped off the jazz singer. Now, in '79, did he wear blackface, Neil Diamond, when he remade this? No, actually, by that time, the tides had changed and blackface was not popular anymore. No. I saw that in the theater. Carl, what did you think of the jazz singer, 1927? I don't know, Mike. I, I, okay, I was blown away that it was sound because I got used to watching the silent movies and we were watching a silent movie. And then he's saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. That was great. Also, I love the way he emoted and, you know, 
I, I liked how he liked Mary, but at the same time, like there was too much. You've got to go to the synagogue. I can't. There was too much back and forth. Like, what am I going to do? Just make up your mind, dude. It was like 15 minutes of, is he going to do it or not? It was poorly written. And then he gets into blackface and puts, you know, I know that was a very common thing or whatever, but the history, uh, it's just like, now I can't like it, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I think it had the potential to be a good film, and I think this guy was a great performer. But in the end, the film falls short in its writing and in its execution for, and in historic light. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. You know, and it's, to watch him actually put the makeup on, it's it's hard. It's it's always hard to watch. So it's yeah. uh, you know, and there's some I don't know. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's I'm glad we saw it. It's yeah. Really, I'm glad it's, we saw it. I would put it out for entertainment, but it's out there in the public domain, and we just saw it on YouTube. It's a piece of history, so yeah, it's better we know it. Yeah, and read up about it, learn learn more. So that's what I, I think I'll do after this. So that's good. Some movies, you know, I read about it and then I see. Some movies I see and then I read about. You know, so that's <laughs> that. Now, Carl, we have a list of movies that we'll be watching in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you re you have on the list of next week's movie. Well, I think we shouldn't try to announce it because we don't know. It could be that stowaway to the moon guy. It could be yeah, all right. Laser yeah. Blast. It could be what's his name? Muggsy's Women. Muggsy's Girls. Yeah, Muggsy's, Muggsy's Girls. girls. It could be Rosebud Beach Hotel. Okay, so we got we got a lot of things brewing here in twenty three, and we want to thank you for watching a movie with us, The Jazz Singer, from nineteen twenty seven. And you can, if you watch, watched it, you've seen it us on YouTube. You watch a lot of YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and it'll be there in the mix. You don't have to watch the whole two hours. You don't even have to watch it. Just subscribe. No, my podcast, people. Listen, no, I'm pandering. Like big show. subs. No, we want you to like the show, and that's why you subscribe. Okay, listen. Don't listen to Carl. Send money to PO Box. All right, well, anyway, that's been our show. Next week, we'll have another full-length movie here. Make sure you listen to us first on MutinyRadio.fm on Sunday 2 p.m., where you have to find the YouTube and watch the movie, sync it up, or listen to the podcast at your leisure and also sync it up, or just watch the YouTube channel where Carl has already synced up the movie, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, Carl. Let's watch Thank a you, full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegel.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike, what's up with my hair, Spiegelman, and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, girl. What's up with your hair, girl? What's up with my hair? I can't do anything about it. We are streaming right now on MutinyRadio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as part of a full afternoon of Sunday entertainment. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Make an afternoon of it. If not, Carl, we have a podcast. It goes by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Go into your favorite podcast app and type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and subscribe. Or just go to YouTube and type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you can get our video podcasts. You'll see us in person, and we sync up the movies that we watch. Because we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch... <clears throat> Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans, 1927. That's a mouthful now. Sunrise, colon. Okay. A Song of the Word Two okay. Humans. And then the number, 1927. And the channel we like is AVIDS Network. A as in videos. A-V-I-D-S Network. Well, you only, you'll, you'll see a few choices. Anything looks like AVIDS, that's it. This sounds like word salad to me, but go ahead. We're looking for Avid Centers hosting the what? movie from 1927. Did I get the Avid's called... Network? Avid's Network is is hosting the movie. The movie <clears throat> Deep Breath. Sunrise. Sunrise. A song of two humans. And speaking as fellow humans, that's a very normal human movie title. I don't know why people think I'm an alien, but I think that's very human. <laughs> it's awkward. Always... It's awkward. It's awkward. From 1927, a golden year as the public domain law makes movies from 1927 open to the public. Public domain is free. Hey, we could do shit all with this movie. It's now in the public discourse. Carl, you watched and researched this entire movie several times. I feel very sorry for you, but it's going to make it a very entertaining show. As our audience scrambles to their YouTube to figure out how to get to, excuse me, Sunrise, a Sunrise, Song of Human Tunes, Avid Avid's. Avid's Network, and that is, go ahead, find all that jumble jumble, hit the link, hit pause, move it to zero zero, we're going to give you a breath, we have a special treat, Carl has found a celebrity comedian, yeah. and the celebrity comedian is going to do a celebrity comedian countdown right. to start our movie, yes. we'll learn about this comedian, we're going to laugh with this comedian, and then we're going to press go when that comedian says, three, two, one, go, Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with P.J. Morin. Welcome, P.J. Hello, hello. Hi, dear Paul. One of the things I love about you on stage is you're always the best-dressed man in the room. You are always wearing a tux when you get up there. Where is this coming from? I I just I like it. I, I I I liked it. I had the tux. Like I I own this. This isn't a rental. And mm -hmm. I was like, I want to do something with it. So when I started doing shows, I I have yet to do a show not in a tuxedo. Every, every single show, it's a tuxedo. Five minutes, five minute little spot on a Tuesday night. Sure, tuxedo. Twenty minute spot on a Saturday night. Also yes, all the time. So People must make comments about it. What kind of what, what do people have to say to you? 
uh what's it called it's it's funny I'll, it's usually at least once a show someone's like oh so it was like this your thing i'm like yeah it's my thing i i would say that's just what i say i'm like yeah this is just the thing i do i like it yeah uh actually the, the story behind the tux is so i was thrifting with um with, with an old friend of mine a while ago and i just found it i wasn't looking for a tux it was like 36 mm -hmm. bucks for the jacket and pants and it's banana republic yeah i looked it up it was like like both pieces like off the rack were like 600 bucks yeah 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 but for 36 I found bucks, you. I, got, I, I got a full tuxedo it's terrific you went you weren't even looking it found you well um, thank you carl one of the great things i love about you on stage is your impressions you do presidents and so uh, you do iced tea you do in trump so were, before you became a comedian, were you doing these accents and now you bring them to the stage? Or is it since you've been a comedian, you said, I, I should do impressions? Uh, so it is uh, the first one. So bef for years before I ever started actually doing comedy, I always did impressions. Because, like, I've always wanted to do comedy. Like, I always loved, like, growing up, I loved Jack Black. You yeah, know? yeah. Just, just his, his, his energy, like Robin Williams. I loved their energy. And then I would see Robin Williams do impressions. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And I think the first impression I ever did, I was, or the first one that I remember, I always did accents. Like, uh, I, I've done an Australian accent for years. Yes. I, w I actually worked at a bakery for two Australian people. And so they <laughs> would, so they, they were the sweetest old people. It was this, this guy named Rob and this lady named Lou. It was up in Stamford, Connecticut at Cobb's Bread. Uh -huh. And she was the sweetest. She she would correct my Australian. She'd be like, no, no, that sounds a little South African, sweetie. Say it like this. <laughs> So I've even gotten professional tips on my stuff, but yeah. uh, the first so impression I remember. Here. Yeah, no, she she helped me with it. It, it. it it was good beforehand, but now it's like passable. Like I, I've gone up to people in public with the impression, and they're like, "Oh, like I believe you. This is Australian." <laughs> but Australian people, they uh, they pick they pick it apart. They're because there's like five different kinds of like Australian accents. Yeah, that's subtle like that. I'm kind of a combo of all of them, and if you're not Australian, you don't recognize it. You're like, oh, that's Australian. That's just the one thing. But if right. you're Australian, like, no, no, you sound like you're from fucking Melbourne, dude. You don't sound like a regular Australian. I'm like, oh, my bad, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the first impression I remember doing was, I think I was in, I was a sophomore in high school, and I said, um, uh, you know, you know the EA Sports logo. Yes, yes, EA I know the logo. EA Sports. It's in the game. And that was the first thing I did, and people were like, whoa, man, that sounds just like it. And so I just kept doing more and more and more and more. I started doing SpongeBob people, and then COVID hit, and I was like, what, am I, what else am I going to do with my time? So that's mm -hmm. where my Trump and my Obama really grew. Was COVID. Yep. Now, you recently had a string of guest spots at Scotty's. I think it was like three in a row. Talk yes. about that experience. What was it like uh, for you up there? They loved you each night. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what's it called? For the first one I did, it was just it was a five-minute guest spot. Uh, I went through some of my cleaner material. And then this past week, I did so I, – I, excuse me. I, I, I went a little further. I was like – I'll test the waters with these, and it went over well. Yeah, uh, but uh, one thing that I did learn is I find that you know having to be clean, I can do it, and it was nice to be like, oh wow, I can do a clean set. Okay, yeah, yeah, for five minutes. You did eight <laughs> minutes uh, the other two nights, and I yes. just I was Gene was really impressed. 
and I enjoyed it, you know. So. Well, thank you. Thank I, you. I, I, I tried my darndest. Yeah. And you were great doing the announcements uh, when Gene was out. So that was, thank that, you very that much. That was fun. That was the first time I ever did announcements. And so, the people seemed to like it. They absolutely did. And, uh, well, enough said. PJ, how can people find you out there on social media, on the internet, YouTube, whatever you've got cooking? Uh, Instagram and TikTok are both at the PJ Morin. Actually, it's just the way my name is on the screen, the PJ Morin. Gotcha. Uh, I believe my Twitter is the same on YouTube. It's just PJ Morin, and the profile picture is a picture of me doing this. <laughs> I've seen it. Just, just, just to help you for reference, if you're looking for the channel, I have like a few uh, sketch comedy videos up there. Like, um, uh, it, it's like the Eric Andre show if there was no production value to it. <laughs> kind of like I guess if I had to compare mm -hmm. it to something uh, what else I got yeah that's about it I have a show coming up uh, this Friday the 27th it's called Serially Funny uh, my buddy Vin he's producing it uh, Vin Baker he, yeah Vin Baker um, he's producing it I think his Instagram is uh, Vin Baker Comedy uh, he's producing it it's um, uh, all the proceeds are going towards uh, donating food uh, to the homeless specifically uh -huh. cereal uh, they've already raised over like three thousand boxes of cereal, yeah, that's right. and that figure is as of like three weeks ago. So I assume they've gotten more. Yeah, but yeah. it's a it's it's a it's a noble charitable fun show to do. Uh, I'm hosting Chip Ambrosio's headlining. You yeah. know Chip, sure. Uh, we've had him on. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be a fun time. So if you want to come, come on down to the show. That's what I got coming up. Okay, now, PJ Morin, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time we do here in the studio. So everyone at home is going to kick it off with your countdown, PJ Morin. So why don't you go ahead, PJ Morin, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian. For that celebrity community countdown i don't listen to them until the broadcast and i look forward to it can you not hear me carl i can't hear the music oh i i have it at 23. yeah well it is 2023 that is appropriate no, i don't know no, the volume here at the studio oh, oh oh all right here we go this is original from an original theme scenario theme is it are these screenwriting words yeah, it's a short story. It's a short story. And they called it a theme back in the day. You might remember um, in Christmas Story, this the, the teacher was like, I want you all to write a theme. And they groan. It means okay. short story. What does scenario by mean? Well, there was a short story called The Excursion to Tilsit. I don't know. I don't know. The excursion to Tilsit. And that is the premise behind, you know. 1920 the... copyright. Yeah. No way anymore. No ah, copyright. Yeah, screw you, Fox. Screw you, copyright. Yeah. Fox Film Corporation. Oh, I'm crying at the studio, Fox Film Corporation, because now it's a, <laughs> I lost my movie. Everyone's seeing. It's, it's the man. Do people have names? The manicure girl? Now, look, yep. it's important to hear the music. This was an important film for music. You see, this was the first film to have m movie tone. It's called Sound on Film. But this isn't the plunkety, plunkety piano music. It's intentional score to go exactly along with the movie, including sound effects. Whoa! 
Uh, this is a song of the man of his wife. There's no place in every place. You might hear it everywhere. I'm done, Carl. I'm out of here. No, no, no. This is worth it. This is good. You, sir, has offended me. Okay, comma. What's the rest of this? For wherever the sun rises and sets in the city's turmoil or under the open sea of the farm, life is very much the same. Sometimes bitter. Sometimes, sometimes sweet. Look, look, uh, hang with it. It will, it will, it will be good. No, I mean, I mean, Are we give, done it with this? give it a chance. Don't be done with this film. Oh, look now, at this. Look, yeah. Now that watch is cool. Turn into real life. Check it out. <gasps> wow. That six-year-old drawing turned into yeah. real life. No, this film is a big deal and very famous, and it has many innovations. Believe it or not, that was one of the first times that something like that was ever done. Now you hear the chit 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 of the train? Yeah, I do. I'm scared. The piano. I'm lowering the volume in the studio just so I can hear you, Carl. But I'm I'm happy to to raise it fully in the studio apartment. Uh oh, those trains are going to hit each other. Now what they did there was they would film, but Sexy cover ladies. one side of the film over, and then they would put the film back in, rewind it all the way, and cover the other side. So they would have two images literally on the film. It wasn't like done in post, done in editing. And there was a Siamese twin, no, not Siamese, identical evil twin, excuse me, with a goatee on the other side. Saying, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> you. <laughs> Remember those movies? No. What? Where, they, where someone would meet their identical evil twin brother Oh. They would do it by having like a line in the middle of the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. Now here we have a nice village. Right. Um, Here's Papa okay. Smurf. Now in real life, this was out in California, um, and they spent a lot of money. It was Lake Arrowhead, California, and they spent a lot of money to make the set, to make a little fake village. That's cool. So beforehand, they really wouldn't do that. Okay, here we go. Among the vacationists was a woman, woman of the from city. the city. She's a big deal now. Several weeks have passed since. Oh, now now they speed up the placards. Well, what it's saying is she's been there a little too long. Something must be keeping her here because her vacation should have been over about a week ago. Oh, she fell in love? She's preggies. She fell in sex. She fell in sex. Yes, and she's going to try to lure her sex captor to the city. Good idea. Bring Not with to be you. a farm boy anymore. She's bringing back the towels and the sex boy from the hotel. <laughs> Damn. Her name in real life is Margaret Livingston and um, Livingstone, Margaret Livingstone. Ah, that's an, that's an oxymoron. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry. It's Margaret Livingston, sometimes credited as Marjorie Livingstone. Interesting. I don't know. I like how that table is slanted so the old lady can drink her soup in peace. <laughs> they don't like her. She's like a pushy, bossy lady. Shine her shoes? Yeah. What? Ridiculous. She made over 50 silent films and, uh, I don't know. She was one of the few people who made a successful transition to sound, and she was with um, a film called Smart Money was a big deal. Edward Rob G. Robinson, James Cagney, 
She used uh, to dub women's voices, uh, starlets' voices. She had a good career. Let me ask you a question about this film. I had seen it years ago. There's the music is synced up with the movie, but there's no talking in this film. Right. There is no talking because they couldn't really pull that off. However, a month later, the jazz singer would pull it off. Which is also in the public domain, a 1927 movie. Yeah, I just wish it was on YouTube. That would be great. Yeah. Although, I don't know. My Jewish side hates that movie. Okay. Your Jewish side. Tell me. Yeah. I don't know anything except blackface. Well, so he is a uh, son of a rabbi. You've seen The Simpsons. It's the same storyline. You know how Krusty the Clown has a rabbi father? And I he wanted. I know you know every Simpsons episode. I'm way right. behind you. Okay, so Jackie Mason played his father, who's uh, Herschel Krasowski, rabbi, okay. and he wants his son to, to be a rabbi. And he doesn't. He wants to entertain. He wants to be a clown. That's the theme of the... That's oh, the yes. I, actually, I guess I did know that. So the jazz singer is that he's a cantor. He's the son of a rabbi, and he should be singing in a beautiful voice, but right. he should be singing, you know, going to services and singing at the synagogue. He would rather... I take a go at entertainment, which at the time was putting on blackface. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I saw the jazz singer with Neil Diamond from 1979. I think it, they cleaned it up a bit, as it were. He's very Jewish, the jazz singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, Jewish. Okay. Now, the woman gets all, the woman from the city gets all dressed up and starts taking an innocent stroll until she comes to outside one of these nice cottages and she starts whistling. And that whistle is a signal to the sex guy, sex guy inside. He's hearing it. He hears oh, the whistle. He hears the whistle. Now, wife has prepared nice dinner. It's time to sit down with nice family. Baby oh, he has wife? wife? Oh, he yes. He has wife and now mistress? Well, yes, he now has a mistress. Oh, now look. She sees the shadow and, she, yeah. and he goes, over there. And she goes, okay. Yeah. That's... Look at her butt shake as she's whoop, whoop, whoop. I am looking, Carl. Thanks for pointing that out. I am going to get some. She is really well-dressed uh, for yeah. the style of, you know, the 20s. and, and for, for four, people, four people in that farm, and one of them had to shine her shoes. <laughs> it was part of her, like, staying there. Like, they feed her. They... It wasn't out of the ordinary back then, like, to do little chores for your guests. You know. Okay. That's a very uh, weird chore. <laughs> Why? You said shine my shoes. You can leave your shoes outside the door. That's what they do at the Marriott. Now, look. She comes out. Gee whiz. Lost my husband. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. I made him soup. Got he's, bread here. He's banging that city girl. <laughs> oh, well, we'd never say banging in 1927. They uh, are knowing each other. They are Dagwood and blonding each other. What do you think of her hair? Much better hair day than, than mine. <laughs> no, the big that, this woman, her name's Janet Gaynor, and she was famous, and she was wearing a wig to try to make her look less sexy because she has this great black flowing hair. And it was a kind of, I wouldn't say controversy, uh, but people didn't like it. They wanted to see Jane. Yeah, they Janet. wanted to see the sex. I paid good money to watch uh, State of the Art, so where's the pretty woman? Okay, now here is a memory of when things were good. Now look, the baby, 
you'll find out is pretty much looks the same age. So to me, I thought to myself, yeah, they look like they Tuesday. were happy like yesterday. Yeah, last Wednesday. Come on, Oxen! They used to be like children, carefree, always happy and laughing. Yeah, you just told me that, old lady. <laughs> now he ruins himself with that woman from the city. Monday Leonard stripped the farm. Uh -oh. Yeah, things are going downhill over in uh, Nice Village Land. Nice Village Land? You got these city women coming up, taking her husbands? Look, uh -huh. selling the oxen for dirt cheap. Yeah, okay. I'll give you a nickel! Listen, Ollie, I'll give it to you free. Really? Yes, Ollie, Ollie. Oxen free. <laughs> you just now. said that. You just said that. Oh, no. And the wife sits alone. It's... Yeah. Yeah, she keeps repeating herself. Yeah. Now, this director, his name was F.W. Murnau. Yes. He was in Germany. He was an expressionist. He hated the title cards. So... I guess they must have shot this in sequence. I'm not really sure. But by the end of the film, there's like no title cards anymore. Maybe he edited it that way. He's like, fuck this shit. What's to hate, though? Here's Baby again. And this baby in real life was a guy named Jerry Craycroft, who we know hardly anything about. He's eight months, year, eight months old here. Wow. He, they found his Social Security death index. He died. He was born in 26, which makes sense. Right, makes sense. And he died in February 27 of 2000. So that baby wow. came and went for a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. now we're going out to the sexiest location for a sex tryst: the middle of a swamp. Doing it fog style, foggy style, mm -hmm. foggy style. <laughs> Now, this passed the National Board of Review, which means we're not going to get sex. We're going to get kisses and hugs. I never understood the whole pre-code, Hayes office, but at a certain point, movies became less sexy. Yeah, you see, the 20s was an era, era of, you know how it was like liberal, conservative, liberal, it always flips yeah. In the 20s, they were very loose about sex. Drugs was everywhere, you know, pot, cocaine, heroin. And, um, you know, you would have multiple sexual partners, these flapper girls. That all changed as we headed into the 40s and 50s and turned back into conservatives. This was a time of ruffian sexian. I have a question for you, Carl. I know that in 1927, the, the uh, first Academy Award went to a movie called Wings. Exactly, yeah. Which was a world class show. Yeah, which is in the public domain now. It's a World War One movie. Does World War One play a factor in this film? No, it does not. Okay. Now, our hero was in World War One and World War Two. He was a big deal in the military. He was even recommended for admiral, like some not about wow. amount of times. Yeah. Okay. Now, look here. We have the cheating. Yes. So we see wife and fidelity with baby, and then we see infidelity with mistress. Tell me, are you all mine? And he's like, well, well I'm fucking yeah. married. Do you mean like literally a mine or like the word? Well, oh, never mind. I'm overthinking. I wonder, you know how we see these kisses in the 20s films? I wonder yeah. off screen in real life. Are they really doing that stupid kissing too? You know what I mean? Like, like they violently jerk forward and push against each other. She's face. she's kissed his Adam's apple like twice. <laughs> Weird. 
and my wife. She goes, listen to what she says now. This is the woman from the city, and this is very film noir. Oh, you got to kill your wife and take like the money? Couldn't she, she get drowned? Drowned. <laughs> now, he doesn't like that. He does not like... Oh, look, look. Ooh, look at that. I'm serious now. This film did a lot of cinematic innovations. Yeah. It was considered one of the look, best. We get to visualize it. This is pretty cool. Me! <laughs> Overturn the boat. That's all. 